Hey everybody, JD here. I want to apologize in advance for the quality of my own audio. We're not quite sure what happened there with the uh, the primary recording and the backup, uh, but both are a little garbled, so I do apologize for that. That said, please uh, enjoy this great conversation that we had with Henry from Zentral. Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. Today we're joined by my amazing technical resource, JD. How are you doing, JD? I'm doing wonderfully, Matt. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I went for a little bike ride, went for a little swim. I got a cup of tea. Pools are open again, hey? Yeah, I am very grateful for small miracles in this pandemic. Did I also see that uh, you got you got your first jab? I got two tiny amazing miracles. I got a box of a couple of shirts and hoodies that I ordered for some family and friends. Uh, so I got my Mac DevOps 2021 shirt and hoodie. I'm like sweet. And then the last second, got told about a uh, pop up uh, vaccine clinic. And after my attempts over the weekend <laughs> of standing in line for like almost three hours and not getting a shot, I went. And walked in, and 15 minutes later, walked out when I was allowed to. <laughs> after Excellent. waiting, <laughs> they're like, "Here's your shot. Now sit down for 15 minutes." And I just got up and started walking away. And they're like, "No, sit down." I'm like, "I'm excited." <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, walking to the club. Yes. Did you get a shot? I I have. I am I am fully vaccinated now. Fully vaccinated against rabies, or yes. And polio and and nice. uh, COVID nineteen. So yeah, well, it's good to get vaccinated. It's it's a thing, you know. Now we got a new vaccine. Today we're joined by a guest, a friend, a colleague, a past speaker at Mac DevOps, Henry. How's it going, Henry? Hello, quite good over here. Are you vaccinated? No, it's still. I'm not in the group that is supposed to be allowed for that. So there's more important. People mm-hmm. who work in critical infrastructure. You're too young. Several illnesses, whatever, and they come first, and that's good. But don't they know who you are, Henry? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. No, just stand in the line and take your position, and of course, stay tuned. Yes. Well, good luck. Hopefully, hopefully, vaccinations will come soon for you. Yeah. Yeah, be. some some friends are already uh, in there because of their work, or yeah, they have family members to take care of, and yeah, so it's I would say in comparison to other countries, it's going quite okay over here in Germany. Excellent, excellent. Well, we're excited to have you on the podcast, Henry. Thanks for making time. Yeah, thanks for inviting. Wow, you are a lovely person, and I've been a huge fan of all your work with Central. Um, tell us about what's happening with Central these days. Um, you mean the open source project? Yeah, 
That's what I mean exactly. Okay. So we do work on the Central project for almost five years now, where we're combining inventory from different sources with events from several agents that can be installed on the endpoints and extending on what we already support since long. Over the last few months, we have completely overhauled the Sunter and the OSquare modules. That code is available on GitHub for a while now. Uh, yeah, and especially we're helping customers and scaling up um, towards clustered setups of Central. But I think the most visible part is that uh, from the last months that we have created Uh, some new API endpoints and updated a lot of things to allow for the more declarative configuration workflows. So for example, uh, you now can work with JAML or JSON files to organize Santa rules or OS query packs and keep them in version control. And this can be, of course, used in a CI/CD workflow. And the nice part here is that when the updates are applied from those files, This works idempotently, which refers to that you could make the same API call repeatedly and you will produce the same result as declared in your JAML or JSON file on the server side. So that, that means every change can be tracked in, in Git. You can have a peer review and all of that is, is possible for especially the Santa rules and OS query. And this is a great improvement and fits larger organizations where different teams from um, yeah, uh, security operations, client management, they need to work together. They operate a binary control on macOS and this is based on Santa. They complement this with OS query. And then another team wants to see the events in Splunk or Elastic or other data stores. And we help with Central to organize this On the configuration part, on the aggregation part, uh, we enrich the events, we normalize the events, we send those events towards the data store, uh, which could be Splunk or others. Um, yeah, and the essentials of the new API uh, is also updated in our documentation. So you can look the details up over there. And of course, there's many more areas that we want to work on. Um, but we're a small team, so we do have other responsibilities next to the open source code base. But over time, of course, uh, we aim to to get there eventually. Nice. It's really awesome that you work hard to offer this as an open source project because it does take effort. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, like many other projects, we have other stuff to do as well. So um, there's always this, some stuff could be better in the documentation. However, we changed the documentation to read the docs a couple of months ago, and it's much better structured and much easier to get all the details about the new Santa and OS query stuff and the APIs that we have built in. And you have a Slack channel in the Mac admin Slack? Yeah, of course. I think yeah. when we presented Central the first time at Mac sysadmin, Someone in the talk just created a channel. So, and since then it's there. So it was not us. Well, you've presented several times at Mac DevOps and thank you so much uh, for making the time. Yeah, it was always a pleasure to be there. 
And for those who are just catching up, uh, what is Central? What is Central open source? What does so it do? Central is a um, hub for events and mainly endpoint protection agents that we help to organize the configuration with. Um, we started with OS Query and uh, Santa back then, five years ago. And we have built Central on top of the Elastic Stack. It's a Django project, um, so it's a web front end, a uh, user interface, some stuff that you can log in with. Um, we recently implemented role-based access, um, you know, all the stuff that you need um, to yeah, ensure that only the people who are allowed to see the stuff or change a configuration um, are able to do that. And we have service accounts for the API. And yeah, this is this is a work of let's say the last last year, or yeah, a bit less than than a year. Nice. And we also support Monkey um, uh, in terms of getting Monkey events, but we also have a module for managing the catalogs and the manifests in a more dynamic fashion so this recently also got some yeah love because there's customers outside using that um, and then we integrate with several inventory systems for example gemf pro or it could be puppet db and yeah others we also uh, support now more um primary data stores so that you are no longer independent uh, that we're more independent from the Elastic Stack, so we can use Splunk or Azure Log Analytics and um, other, yeah, Datadog and those kinds of services. So you don't need to have the Elastic Stack anymore if you don't want to. Nice. So these are the improvements that, yeah, as said, done in the last last year. And this is just in the last year. How this project's been going on for for several years, right? Yeah, five years. Five years. Wow. I think I tried an earlier version and it was really interesting to be able to log into Central and then see all your monkey inventory data um, and be able to, you know, use OS query and and it was very, very impressive as a central dashboard for a lot of different uh, information. Yeah, but one thing I have to correct is we don't have a dashboard. So we're just like... What we're doing is we get in the event data, we enrich it, and we ship it to a data store. And if the data store has capabilities of um, having that structured event data and visualize that, that could be Kibana, um, then of course you have a dashboard. But we have some very, very limited kind of, um, yeah, dashboardy kind of things in certain areas in Central. I think I was using dashboard in the crudest way possible. A one centralized place where you can do stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the idea is that, you know, the majority of work happens somewhere else and we're just aggregating all the events. We enrich them and put them into a data store and have some, of course, capabilities of managing the OS query configuration. Uh, managing OS query packs, having ad hoc OS query runs, and uh, you know, organize all of that. And the same for Santa, where we have like a um, the capability of using 
different Santa configurations. So you can have half of your fleet could run in a lockdown mode while other computers that belong to a different group may be running in um, <clears throat> monitoring mode. And then you can organize the rules across both configurations or across all configuration or just specific for one of those. So you can really layer on top, especially since the latest improvement, how you organize your Santa rules and be very flexible with that. So yeah, that's that's quite exciting. Yeah, there's a lot a lot to uh, to uh, investigate in there. And you're going to give a 15 minute talk at Mac DevOps about useful techniques for successful Santa deployment. So we'll learn about one part of Central probably, or maybe Santa in general. Yep, that's planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that talk is written, of course. So Henry, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Amazon uh, opening up OpenSearch uh, and forking Elastic? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> I do see that in some customer environments, in to what we know from the Elastic stack, if it's managed by Elastic in a larger setup, that some features are lacking in the. <clears throat> Um, current Amazon implementation. However, as far as I followed, the um, open search is more than just Amazon. There's other companies that, that joined the joined the project. So, and yeah, I, I think it's it's a good move in general. Um, of course, uh, not everybody is happy with a monopolistic approach that. Amazon is doing um, here and there, um, but yeah, I have no personal stake in the matter. And, and there in the EU, you have rules and regulations about holding on to data and, and things like that. So, yeah. Whereas here in the Americas, we we just kind of run free and throw data everywhere. <laughs> and I would say this can happen here as well. However, there's regulations and um, of course penalties for that. And um, overall, the GDPR is, um, has helped to structure things on the European side, I would say. So I'm pretty happy that it exists and that you here and there see that actually the codes are going to um, yeah, have a penalty for the, the people who um, don't do a good job and just lose the data. Yeah, you're, you guys are definitely uh, kind of setting uh, a good framework and a good example for the rest of the world on, on managing data properly. So we, I appreciate that. Yeah, good to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, privacy and control of data, it's very important. And companies are trying to profit on data collection. It's a huge industry, so we need regulation. Yeah, it, it's it's always amazing if you uh, uh, go to Twitter and see whatever was discovered that is still in the App Store that is a scam. And especially on iOS, all those tracking um, capabilities built in for many, many years and all the data is already, you know, <laughs> there at those big companies. Um, yeah. I, I started to, to avoid a lot of, you know, those very wide used social networks so i'm pretty lean on that end so no instagram and that kind of stuff for me how do we know about your life then henry how do we follow you and 
I would say a little bit on Twitter and um, probably on some Mac conferences when <laughs> they happen in person or in virtual. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a family. I have no pets. And I'm just a normal person living in Hamburg, Germany, and um, taking care about some, some Mac stuff. Been an awesome member of the community, contributing, working hard, talking about all the work you're doing, speaking in a you know not your native language. It's impressive. You're putting in a lot of hard work. It's appreciated. Yeah, but it's it's always a team effort. You know, um, my company partner Eric. Of course, he likes to travel private uh, privately, but he rarely travels to a conference. I think I got him travel with me for. Max's admin and Mac at UK. And but after whatever one or two days, he's like, okay, I have enough of <laughs> all that. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he, he focuses on uh, on other stuff and we complement each other pretty well. Nice. You're the pretty face of Central. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the only one. <laughs> yeah. And we also have some, of course, it's an open source project. We have people that collaborate with us and that um, do pull requests and um, help us improve Central um, over testing and giving feedback and providing code. Um, yeah. And of course, it could be always more of that, um, but um, we're pretty happy um, how it yeah, matured over especially the last two years. Because our company, Central Pro Services, is just two years old, while the project Central is five years old. So, and of course, the essentials of our company is not only Central open source, it's also other stuff that we do um, in helping organizations improving their workflows uh, on identity and endpoint management. So, we're mainly a consultancy, um, but backed by a lot of RD. And yeah, Central open source project, if you dig deeper, you will find a lot of um, yeah stuff that we work on towards clients. So we, of course, we have stuff that is just in a private code base written for a specific customer or shared with some customers, but this is not open source. Maybe we'll be going open source soon. Um, yeah, not determined that. Yeah, some things have to stay private and, uh, and you have to make money and you have to take care of special clients and yeah and i would say we're filling in a niche as a company as we're not selling licenses or that stuff we do some integration work for for products uh, or vendors like jamf and um so but we try to be yeah more on the solutions perspective than selling stuff nice you're a helpful bunch of people hope so <laughs> 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 well, we appreciate you helping us with Mac DevOps this year, and you've always been uh, a good sanity sanity check, um, a helper, and someone to bounce ideas off of. And I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I I'm, I'm a big fan of the conference, and uh, if I can help, whatever, reaching out to people and ask them, hey, <laughs> could you do a could you do a talk, or just like um, yeah, uh, having having the conversation with you. Or I remember last year for the virtual conf, I was even, I had a short stunt, right? In, in the preparation. <laughs> I think 
when 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 we tried out or you tried out the the video mm -hmm. collaboration. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, we need warm bodies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If it seems like we have everything under control, you're wrong. Please come and help us. We always <laughs> like it when people uh, help. It's a community effort. Um, We are doing this in our spare time after our paying jobs. <laughs> We're in the middle of, yeah. as I jumped from a client call right into the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're doing our best to, to organize this and we appreciate everyone, all the sponsors for helping us. We appreciate everybody for pitching in, giving us ideas, uh, volunteering as a speaker. Um, yeah, we really appreciate it. And we love doing it because we love hearing new ideas. We love discussions. We love promoting the community. So thank you, everyone. And it's nice to have the uh, the international as aspect of, of having Henry's help in recruiting and making it more international. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be to be honest, what I really liked last year at the virtual issue of Mac DevOps YVR is that you know so many people joined that have formerly be at the conference already. So it was meeting the same people, and um, this I think made a big impact on how the virtual con feel um, just matured to a level that you had this instant connection and even if whatever new people joined the audio channel um, this was like yeah it, it was pretty pretty cool um, and close or comparable to how things happen um, you know when you're in, in the hallway track um, and just ran into new people so yeah Uh, so you did awesome work on that, <clears throat> and so I'm I'm looking forward for this issue, of course. And not traveling um, is <laughs> also yeah sometimes exciting um, for this new yeah let's say new future that is ahead of all of us. That I think things go much more modular in terms of um, how conferences will happen. I definitely got a lot of feedback last year that they really appreciated the conference being online because travel was just not possible for them, either expense or getting it approved or the time. And they loved being able to join from, you know, South Asia, Scandinavia, wherever. And they were being able to join and jump in. Even our Australian friends in some time zones are more difficult. <laughs> the idea of the, the virtual conf was try to make it a live event. So... I love all the videos from all the other conferences. I love it. But we tried to just make it a, here it's happening in this four-hour block and try and join us. And it was super fun. So thank you, JD, for organizing the Discord and the, making the channels and Discord with their audio channels. It's nice because you can see who's in a hallway track. You can just jump in and say hi and talk. And it was great for Q&A too. Yeah, and, and no longer do you have to uh, worry about trying to wedge yourself into uh, a circle of people talking. You can uh, just join and, and lurk or uh, actually join in the, the conversation. Yeah, Discord. It was a bold experiment last year. And you managed to fly in the same week as the WWDC. So even this is a tradition. Yes, it is. It, it has happened kind of a tradition. Before. It gives us something to talk about. Another thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a live, one of the live conferences, it was the same week. I mean, we can't plan it exactly because we don't know when WDC is going to be ahead of time. But I remember people were downloading in the middle of talks, like the new OS, and then like testing, <laughs> you know, installing on their laptops or VMs. or. <laughs> yeah, I even remember that uh, whatever did an update to run a demo 
on on the new OS because that's this. I think others do it in the same way. That's that's the challenge that you have in this week. Just like, does it work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm being first to discover uh, all the the nuance differences and things that do or do not work. Yeah, I mean. The live events are nice when we had the people and we had the, the hack room. And I think it was Popine and, and Mikey Mikey sitting next to each other. And normally they'd be hacking on APFS or something new and then tweeting about it. And here they're in the same room and hacking and then checking stuff out and going, hey, have you seen this? <laughs> it's And then, you know, it's almost like a, yeah, a nerd sport. A nerd sport. We are looking for hack night ideas, though. Yes. So uh, if you if you do have a hack night idea, please please reach out to us. Yeah, and I, I was supposed to ask um, because although I help with reviewing some stuff, and um, but how many speakers are planned for the conference or confirmed for the conference for now? That's a great but question, I, Henry. Yeah, the answer is that I have slowly posted some of the talks to the public website, and so far we have eight speakers and topics posted and it's not really a, a devilish marketing uh, strategy it's more i'm trying to do it in my spare time <laughs> when kids are not screaming at me or clients uh, vice versa but we have we have more than eight talks approved but less than 100 i think i think there's 18 talks approved um and i'm trying to figure out how to get the rest of the people that volunteer to talk to talk as well <laughs> and I have a uh, a draft schedule um, that is internal to the team only right now. But uh, we have a surprise, super awesome talk um, that's, yeah, I mean, they're all going to be cool surprises, but we have a special one that I'm waiting to confirm. But yeah, I love that everybody pitched in and threw some ideas at us. I loved it and the task of trying to make it all fit. So it might be a slightly longer day than last year. It might be a five-hour conference. <laughs> Just to get all the quick talks in. Got so many quick talks. Quick talks, always accepted. Yeah. <laughs> we got, it's a mix of five-minute talks, 15-minute talks, and 30-minute talks. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited, and we're going to make it work. I don't know how, but we're going to make it work. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of talks, so about... 10 more that I got to post and a couple more I got to figure out how to to uh, squeeze in. Uh, we have a panel to figure out. We have a hack night uh, or hack days. We can do a hack week. Um, Max Stadium have offered some resources to us. So looking for ideas, looking for people to help us coordinate. What can we do with some, you know, Max Stadium, Max, uh, or anybody have some projects that we want to hack on? You know, um, how can we help? Let me know. Do we need... Time, money, all the above. <laughs> we all need time and money and yeah. all of the above. I have limited amounts of all of those. <laughs> but, yeah. And folks have started to receive t-shirts and hoodies from uh, the recent campaign. Mm -hmm. so those are awesome to see. I remember that last year, the shipping towards Europe took pretty, pretty long. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. It also was in the middle of a pandemic. I, I'm hoping that like shipping has figured itself out now. Well, I was surprised last year the Canadian and European uh, shipments were like severely delayed, which was strange on the, at least on the Canadian side. But I got my stuff like right away as quickly as the Americans did. And I just thought, well, here's here's the Americans bragging about getting two COVID shots and getting their T-shirts right away. But um, I got my T-shirt 
right away too. Yes, with extra duty and taxes and <laughs> and yes, thank you, thank you, border control. <laughs> <laughs> Please inspect my t-shirts more thoroughly. <laughs> uh, someone's got to pay for this free healthcare. So yes, we got a busy month ahead of us to prepare and pl- and practice. Last year, we did a lot of practice sessions with Felipe to make sure we figured out what we were doing. And we figured out that we had to change what we were doing and do what Felipe said, because Felipe is the smart one and the experienced live producer. And we were going to start our adventure practicing. And I assume we're going to have lots of sessions with some speakers to practice and record some practice talks. And uh, yeah, we have to organize some t-shirts for the speakers as well. And so much to do. We'll have another round of, of t-shirt orders uh, during the conference, I guess, uh, to arrive after afterwards. Yeah. For those that might have missed out on the first round. Thank you to Ted for the design. He's designed the logo pretty much every year. And last year's shifty blue sort of matrix was awesome for the pandemic. And then this year with the fire sort of orange uh, and red, I feel like it's more like the dumpster fire year, you know, so. <laughs> it's very retro. It feels very retro to me. Does it feel, yeah, I guess. Uh, and Philippe is in, also based in Europe, right? Yeah, he's in the Czech Republic. He did the, all the live production from the Czech Republic last year. Yeah, I was blown away because he's such a professional person on running all of that. Oh my goodness. Hanging out with us who are not professional at all. Well, (laughs) I mean, he's, it was such a chance meeting, meeting him. Like we are both fans of uh, the Dutch uh, hedge group, hedge company that make post lab and hedge. And, um, Mm -hmm. and we met in Vegas at NAB, the broadcasting conference. And he's a Brazilian living in the Czech Republic. And I met him in Vegas. I just think that's so crazy. And then one year I said, I want to interview some speakers. And so I flew him out and he helped uh, record and edit uh, some interviews and stuff. And that was amazing. And so when it came time to do it online, we're like, oh, me and JD could do it because we can do anything. And then we realized, well, we have a lot to do and we would not do it as good as. And then Felipe's like, I could do it. I could do it way better. <laughs> and he did. But Matt, I yes. recall that, that I think we met at NAB many, many years ago. While I was there, and this was where you know X and, and all of oh, that was still like yeah. prominent. Yeah, and I think this where the promise rate was just like pretty new. I know that that seeing the promise rate was like oh that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> and I think at that time because uh, somehow I, I knew that you're in the Final Cut Pro um, space, and I think I just we ran into each other and just this was a short hello and i was around with um yeah some some people from a post-production back then and also um yeah i, I think you know Bjorn Adamski, right i think i i must have met him um, yeah he he's he's now based in zurich but he's a he's a good old friend and he was always super active and he he did the whole uh, mxf for mx stuff all the marketing and all the stuff before apple acquired mxf for mac and there was the whole final cut server world where we were some of us were working on you know yeah <laughs> long time ago workflow and asset management stuff <laughs> yes yeah. well it's amazing that we can collaborate around the world on open source projects and be part of this amazing community helping each other and uh, yeah i'm continually amazed what everyone is doing out there and i'm just happy to work hard to help make it happen 
when the conference comes together and everybody's like just exchanging ideas and catching up and making new friends and collaborating, it's 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 beautiful. Thank you, Henry, and everyone on your team. Yeah, I appreciated the the feedback. Yeah, and, and probably a little addition to when we earlier talked about Central. So um, if some people want to start with Central, the, the easiest way is that we have pre-built images um, that you could quickly start with a couple of minutes on AWS or GCP. And then, of course, um, we rather use a Docker deployment for development. However, some people are running that in, in more towards production, I don't know. And but what we mainly help our customers with is to scale central in a um, yeah clustered setup with more cloud native services are getting used because of course central all in one is is all in one box and it has its limits especially um, to scale and yeah so for those larger organizations um, that's that's some stuff that that we work on just help those organizations to run central in their preferred cloud provider and providing them terraform modules um just yeah to manage that to keep the keep the instances um current to the latest code base and solve some other problems that you see at scale so where is the best place to find out about the central open source project? Of course, on GitHub, central open source slash central. And then we have a docs.central.io, which is where the documentation lives. And yeah, so then, of course, if you want to reach out for us um, for a more detailed conversation, um, there's the central.pro, our webpage. And yeah, the, the usual... Uh, ways to contact someone over Twitter or um, just send an email or go to Slack, Mac admin Slack, and just say hello in the channel. Nice. And then your professional company is central.pro? Uh, yeah. Nice. So that's where the professional services offering that encapsulates, of course, central open source. But uh, yeah, we also do many other stuff um, for clients, especially yeah in the identity domain. and. Yeah, we extend some local teams for a moment, help them to get a new workflow improved or in place. And then, of course, uh, we go to the next venture. Nice. Combining the work of lots of other open source projects with OS Query and Santa and taking events from Monkey and, and then helping people aggregate them. And then that's amazing. Yeah, talk about this after again. <laughs> I need your help, Henry. I need it. I need it now. <laughs> this is an awesome, awesome project. And yeah, Mac DevOps coming very soon. Speakers are on the website, some of them. We were slowly releasing speaker info. Um, we're doing a heavy emphasis on security on day two, and day one is our emphasis on DevOps, uh, the open source stuff deploying, managing Macs, using open source and other tools. So thanks to everyone who's contributed talks. We will be posting the talks on the website as we find the time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm very happy to see that Xaba is uh, having a talk 
because oh, he's, yeah. he's a very smart guy. Yes, I follow him on Twitter, and he is such a great person to share his knowledge about exploits on Mac and security. And looking looking very much forward to his talk. And we've got a uh, lots of other security talks, and uh, yeah. So looking forward to a bunch of new speakers that are going to security talks. We have um, Estela Baca talking about uh, finding vulnerabilities in macOS. And we have uh, Aspen Lindblom, hope I said that right, talking about Schlayer, the uh, adware on macOS. Um, so security, security, security. Which got very prominently mentioned again. In yes. With a current CVE. Yes. That... <laughs> revealed to the public <laughs> yeah it's it's following all these twitter uh, all these security researches on twitter and everywhere and it's amazing how the work people are putting into uh you know finding vulnerabilities and i, I go back and forth between don't tell everybody about it and the other one is well we need to know about it because if you know about it other people do too and we should know about it to fix it but it's like Ah, keeps us all busy. So run those updates because, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's some exploits out there that are a little scary. Plus, uh, unlocking uh, your phone with mask ID is pretty slick. Yes, I have yet to try that. I was looking very much forward to that. Spent most of this pandemic with a new iPhone 11 that I couldn't unlock because of my mask anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, with the recent updates that came out i had to uh, do the uh unpair my watch and repair it just to get it to update <laughs> that's i love that but yes most other updates went well big sur and i did some catalina updates for the clients that are running catalina there's been a bunch of hidden updates as well as security updates there was some like there was a multi-channel smb uh update um so apple's throwing in a bunch of stuff that is supported by other storage vendors and I think there was a what's new in Big Sur update, and then was a what's new for enterprise customers. They, Apple put out a separate uh, release. So I really appreciate when they put out a specific release note for different target markets or uh, groups. Because enterprise systems maybe are looking for other things or want to know about, say, SMB multi-channel or some new feature of Kerberos or whatever. Yeah, I, I totally think that uh, Apple had good reasons to delay the 10.11.3 update because of that's so much things that are new for the spring update, but also those security fixes and mm -hmm. the validation of the security fixes by whatever the people who've reported them. Yeah. Also, you see that the documentation that Apple is providing has so much more improved over the last two years. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to, to have this. Because often the work is, you know, you need to know all those references and assemble them for a client to give them a good overview on the current state of the platform. And the more official documents you could use, um, the better, you know, it, it sticks with the customer that, that they understand or why Apple is doing it the way they are doing it. And um, so in, in this regards, all the documentation helps a lot so i would say this makes the job much easier than let's say many years ago definitely 
and having the engagement of, of certain members of the Mac admins community that are now working at Apple. And I occasionally get like a note, hey, Matt, new update. Did you see this release note? You might be very interested in this and really appreciate people reaching out and making sure that we we know about the new stuff and when something so much stuff going on all the time. And so bringing it to our attention and reaching out and being part of the community, that really helps. Thank you, Apple and awesome community members. Absolutely. Anything else about the conference that we should talk about? Get a ticket. <laughs> Get a ticket. <laughs> yes, uh, we're, we're excellent marketers. Go to mdoyvr.com and click on that Get a Ticket button. Thank you, Henry. Thank you for joining us on the Mac DevOps podcast. It's been awesome. Yeah, thanks for, for the invitation. And it was great to speak to you. And I'm looking forward for the conference, of course. The Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast is looking for sponsors. Support and encourage developers in IT to work together to solve problems for our community by sponsoring Mac DevOps. If you're interested in sponsoring the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast, send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. Thank you to our awesome Mac DevOps sponsors. This year for Mac DevOps 2021, our platinum sponsor is Mac Stadium. Thank you so much. They are also sponsoring our Hack Night. This year, a new sponsor, our gold sponsor, Swiss Flow AG with their Mac Bare Metal instance. Awesome. Thank you so much. Our silver sponsor is Simple MDM. Thank you, Taylor. You are amazing. We couldn't do this conference without our sponsors. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Don't edit everything out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the five minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, flash cars. <laughs>